Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here. Great to have you back. It is Wednesday in Las Vegas, the week of reInvent, so a lot has been happening. I've had a big day of talking, so if my voice is not working 100%, uh, please accept my apologies, but uh, I'm going to soldier on because I want to give you a quick update of what was announced in Andy Jassy's keynote today. And my goodness me, there was a lot, uh, a lot of cool stuff for customers to have and to play with and to use of all different varieties. So I want to start with the biggest thing, physically speaking, and that's the new AWS Snowmobile. This is the way that you can move huge amounts of information. We're talking about exabytes of information to the cloud really, really easily. In fact, uh, it is a secure data truck that stores up to 100 petabytes. That's right. I said petabytes of data. And you can move exabytes of data to AWS in a matter of weeks because you can get more than one if you need to. Uh, And this is really useful for our larger customers who want to move huge amounts of information into the cloud. So physically, Snowmobile is a ruggedized, tamper-resisted shipping container. It's 45 feet long, 9.6 feet high, and 8 feet wide. It is waterproof, climate control, and it can be parked in a covered or uncovered area adjacent to your existing data center. And each Snowmobile consumes about 350 kilowatts of AC power. And if you don't have enough power, we can get you a generator. Now, of course, it is an immensely secure device. It has multiple layers of both logical and physical protection, chain of custody tracking and video surveillance. All your data is encrypted with your own KMS keys before it's written. Each container has GPS tracking with cellular or satellite connectivity back to AWS. We'll even arrange for a security vehicle escort when the snowmobile is in transit. And we can also provide dedicated security guards while your snowmobile is on premises. So it's a pretty amazing way to move huge amounts of data. It's available really anywhere. It's not one of those ones you will order online, though. It really takes a lot of logistics to make it happen. So talk to your sales team if you need to move data with a snowball. Now, something, though, that you can take advantage of on a smaller scale, but just as perfectly formed. And that's another kind of snowball. This is AWS Snowball Edge. Snowball Edge expands the scope of what the original Snowball did. So I've got more connectivity more storage, horizontal scalability via clustering, some new storage endpoints, and Lambda-powered local processing. So it looks similar to the older Snowball, a a little bit more fancy design, but lots of connectivity options. So you've got 10 gig base T, uh, 10 or 25 gig SFP28s, or even 40 gig Q SFP+. Uh, You can also upload data, so this is useful for IoT devices, using 3G cellular or Wi-Fi. There's even a PCIe expansion point as well. Um, Basically, you can copy data at up to 14 gig per second, so you can do about 100 terabytes in 19 hours, which is pretty cool. And the storage inside the Snowball is now 100 terabytes, so that's even more than it had before. You can now cluster them together, so you can configure two or more Snowball Edge appliances into a cluster and add capacity and durability. And you can still provide access through a single endpoint. So, for example, you could cluster six appliances to create a highly available cluster with 400 terabytes of storage at 99.999 durability. So what this means is you can move two of the appliances out and still keep your data protected. You can go clusters up to petabyte scale. You can simply remove them by moving devices. Really pretty easy. The other nice thing is that there is now Lambda-powered local processing. So I'm a huge fan of AWS Lambda. And you can now write Python functions and have them run on the Snowball itself, the Snowball Edge, 
and it will actually do processing of data as it's uploaded to an S3 bucket associated with that snowball edge. So really the use case here is to do filtering, cleaning, analysis, organizing, tracking, or summarization of data as it arrives. So if there's sort of end point information you want to uh, process and tackle, that's the place to do it. Now, at the starting point, so on release, we'll have support for the S3 put operation, and you can use one function per bucket. The functions are written in Python in this case, and are run on a Lambda environment that is configured for 128 meg of memory, which is very, very cool. Each Snowball Edge job that you order online costs $300 plus shipping. You can keep each appliance for up to 10 days. After that, you'll be charged $30 per appliance per day. Now, of course, you can run the Lambda functions locally at no charge, which is pretty nifty capability. So another interesting hardware-based offering is something new called AWS Greengrass. And this is about addressing really remotely connected devices, difficult to collect information, etc. Think oil rigs, think mining locations, think all those sort of you know, network challenged areas, etc. We've created AWS Greengrass to build upon AWS IoT and AWS Lambda. And it comes in two forms, Greengrass Core and the IoT device SDK. Greengrass Core is designed to run on devices that have at least 128 meg of memory and an x86 or an ARM CPU running at 1 gigahertz or better. It runs Lambda functions locally and interacts with the AWS cloud. So it does the security and authentication and communicates with the other devices under its purview. Those other devices run the IoT device SDK. And these are baked into supporting devices that can collect information. So this gives you a really interesting new sort of hub and spoke design that you can use feeding data back into your cloud using AWS IoT so that you can aggregate information at scale but use it effectively in local uh, locations as well. So this service is now in limited preview, so you can sign up for a preview and test it out. Uh, basically, from a pricing perspective, each AWS customer will be able to use three devices for one year at no charge. Beyond that, the monthly cost for each active Greengrass core will be $0.16. Cents. So basically $1 and $49 per year for up to 10,000 devices. Now let's move from hardware back to software. And one of the most popular services we have is Amazon Aurora, which is a great database. It's a part of the RDS family and allows you to have very cost-effective and highly performant MySQL database. Well, now we're announcing Postgres SQL compatibility as well. So this is in preview at the moment, and you'll be able to use essentially the equivalent of your Postgres database running on Aurora. It's a fully compatible addition. And really the highlight for this is it delivers up to two times the performance of Postgres running in traditional environments, which is very, very nifty. You, of course, get all the benefits of key management service, IAM, S3 backups and snapshots, uh, all the RDS management that you're used to. It's also compatible with database migration service and the schema conversion tool. It's a pretty cool way to get your Postgres database running super fast. So currently in preview at the moment, so make sure you sign up for that and you can take advantage of it as well. Now for a really cool new service. This one is called Amazon Poly and it's a text-to-speech converter. Now, if you think about how applications are interacting with human beings these days, speech is becoming far more important. But it's actually a non-trivial problem. Amazon Polly is designed to handle this for you and allow you to send text, either just plain text or also specially marked up text, to convert into speech for use in your own applications. This is really useful. I mean, some of the markups are really handy things like simply rather than 
saying a phone number as a big string of numbers, like, you know, 2,400,000, to actually say the phone number correctly. Little things like that, all these nuances are taken care of for you. One of the really nice things is it supports a huge number of voices and languages. In fact, 47 voices and 24 languages. And I'm going to tell you what some of them are now. We cover Dutch, Spanish, Danish, Australian English, and I have tested this, and it does say she'll be right, mate, really, really well, so I'm pretty happy. And funnily enough, the two voices are called Russell and Nicole in Australian. How's that? Uh, There is British English, Indian English, US English, Welsh English, French, French Canadian, German, Icelandic, Italian, Japanese, Norwegian, Polish, Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese, Romanian, Russian, Castilian Spanish, US Spanish, Swedish, Turkish, and where would we be without Welsh? So that's a lot of combinations. Now, you can use Polly to process 5 million characters per month at no charge. After that, you pay, and there's a lot of zeros here, $0.000004 per character. Really, it works out to a fourth of a cent per minute of generated audio. So it's not a huge amount. Now, Polly is available now in U.S. East, North Virginia, U.S. West, Oregon, U.S. East, Ohio, EU, Ireland, and you can start using it today. Build some cool stuff. Amazon Polly, I'm pretty excited about it, I have to say. I think that's going to be one that you can build a lot of really nifty things with. Next up is another new service. This one is called Amazon Recognition, and it's recognition with a K. <laughs> it's not a typo. That's how it's spelled. And this is designed for some pretty cool things. It's designed to comprehend scenes, objects, and faces. So if you give it an image, it'll return a list of labels, and it'll tell you what it sees in the image. Um, you can give an image with more one or more faces. It'll return bounding boxes for each face along with the attributes of that face. So I can tell you what's in there as well. You can build lots and lots of really interesting applications with this to understand what you're seeing in particular pictures. You could use it for authentication. You could use it for security. You could use it for sorting and um, scanning of pictures and other videos. Really, really powerful service. This is one of those ones you've kind of got to use a little bit to get a feeling of the power. Um, and the nice thing is you can use it straight away. It's available in U.S. East, Northern Virginia, U.S. West Oregon, and EU Island regions. It is part of the free tier, so you can analyze up to 5,000 images per month and store up to 1,000 face vectors each month for an entire year. After that, it's a simple tiered pricing model based upon the number of images that you process. The nice thing is it already knows stuff. It's been pre-trained. You can improve the training, but you can already get going straight away, which is pretty nifty when you think about it. Now, in this podcast, I've already talked about uh, text-to-speech processing. Well, there's another new voice-related service, and this is called Amazon Lex, and this is designed to build conversational voice and text interfaces. Now, if you've ever used the Amazon Echo, you'll know how useful the Alexa-powered interaction model can be. We're making this style of interaction available via Amazon Lex. So you design a conversation So you give Lex some simple phrases and you build a natural language model and then you publish it to what's called an Amazon Lex bot. And this allows it to process either voice or text. So you can use it in a classic sort of typing in bot type model and get it to give you sensible answers and use it to create different interactions. It's actually a really powerful and quite fun thing to build. Another one of these things that you really want to play with to get a feel for, it's available in preview at the moment. And it's in the U.S. East Northern Virginia region, and you can start building things out of it today. 
Essentially, after you sign up, you can make 10,000 text requests and 5,000 speech requests each month at no charge for the first year. After that, you're paying $4 for each 1,000 speech request and just 75 cents for every 1,000 text requests. This is a really powerful new way of adding interaction to your applications. It's a way that you can better service your customers and you can build business logic behind it using AWS Lambda as well. You can also integrate it with a number of other services, both from a login in perspective. So you can use Facebook uh, Messenger, for example. Um, Slack and Twilio integrations also on the way. Um, it works with AWS Lambda, AWS Mobile Hub, and Amazon CloudWatch. Um, you can also use Amazon DynamoDB and Amazon Cognito as well. So it's a very powerful uh, linking together of a number of different services. So definitely something to investigate more. You can tell voice is happening in a big way in applications. This makes it really easy for you to take advantage of that. Now, do you store lots of information in S3? I know a lot of us do. Do you know SQL? I know a lot of us do too. I uh, cut my teeth on that many, many, many years ago when I started out in IT. So wouldn't it be great if you could run SQL across data stored in S3 without doing anything? Well, I'd like to introduce you to Amazon Athena. This is a new serverless query service that makes it really easy to analyze large amounts of data stored in Amazon S3 using standard SQL. You simply point Athena at some data stored in S3, identify your fields, run your queries, and get your results. Don't have to build, manage, or tune a cluster. There's no infrastructure, and you only pay for the queries that you run. And these queries get parallelized say that hard after uh, a big week in Las Vegas, uh, spreads it across hundreds or thousands of cores and gives you your results in seconds. You have an interactive query editor, so you can start straight away, but you can also use existing tooling as well through JDBC. Uh, your queries are expressed in standard ANSI SQL. You can use joins, Windows functions, other advanced features. Um, it's actually based on the Presto distributed SQL engine, and you can query data in lots of different formats, things like JSON, CSV, log files, text with custom delimiters, even Apache Parquet. And you can run your queries from the console, from SQL clients like SQL Workbench, and you can also use Amazon QuickSight as well. You can also get an Athena JDBC driver and one run queries, my mouth is not working, uh, from your favorite uh, intelligence tool that you want to use. It's really, really powerful. Actually, really straightforward to set up and get going as well. So you don't have to think about too much. You can just get the data that you want in the format that you want. And you can use it now. It is available in US East, Northern Virginia, US West Oregon, and it'll be in other regions in the coming months as well. And as I mentioned before, you only pay for the queries that you run um, and you get charged for the amount of data scanned by each query. So you can also get cost savings by tuning your data as well. So let's get back to some hardware. Do you like building things in silicon or near silicon? Do you like super fast performance? but do you want to be able to program your performance? Well, you may well be familiar with the concept of the Field Programmable Gate Array, or FPGA. Uh, what this is, is a programmable chip or set of chips that can be programmed to perform many operations in parallel. And you can do lots and lots of powerful things very close to the silicon, but you can still change that silicon. So you're not going through a long hardware development process. This is really useful when you're doing compute-intensive workloads and some very specific types of calculations. Think of it as a super hardware-optimized way to do programming. So we are announcing in preview the new F1 instance. So this allows you to build FPGA-powered applications and run them in the cloud. This is really powerful stuff. 
Now, each F1 has an Intel Broadwell E5 2686 V4 processor, uh, up to 976 gig of memory, up to four terabytes of SSD storage, and one to eight FPGAs. So you've got lots and lots of processing capability there to take advantage of. Now, there's quite a efficient development process, including pre-built AMIs, etc., that can get you started. This is one of those things that will be interesting to you if you are in this really high-performance compute space or you've dealt with FPGAs before, you're going to want to jump straight onto this as fast as possible. So this is the new F1 instance type in preview currently in US East Northern Virginia. I will be expanding to multiple regions when these instances become generally available in early 2017. Now, speaking of uh, accelerated hardware, one of the uh, nice ways to program lots of parallel stuff or things that need a high amount of processing is to use GPUs. GPUs, of course, are something you'd be familiar with from our P2 instances, which have up to 16 GPUs. But customers have said that sometimes they're just a particular application they want to have a GPU available for for a particular period of time, um, but they're happy with a standard EC2 instance that they happen to be using as well. Well, guess what? Amazon EC2 Elastic GPUs are something that is happening. It's in the works at the moment. Essentially, you can choose the EC2 instance type and size that works for your application, and then you select whether you want to use an Elastic GPU when you launch the instance. And you can pick from four different sizes. There'll be uh, EG1 medium through to EG1 2X large, starting from one gig of memory all the way through to eight gig of memory. So it's really uh, similar to attaching EBS volumes. You simply attach it to the instance when you're about to start and you can take advantage of the GPU. This is a really cool capability. I think a lot of people are going to find different things to do with. So it's something we're just announcing uh, so that you're aware that it's coming and uh, you can take advantage of that in the future. So let's continue to talk EC2. We've got lots of new changes in EC2 land in terms of instance types. Firstly, uh, new R4 memory optimized EC2 instances. So, you know, a lot of applications need a lot of memory. So we've got more and more kinds. Uh, this uh, R4 family will have Intel Xeon E5 2686v4 Broadwell processors. It'll be using DDR4 memory and it's HVM only. It'll arrange from the R4 large, which is two vCPUs and 15.25 gig of memory and up to 10 gig of network performance, all the way up to the big one, R4 16X large, 64 vCPUs, 488 gig of memory and 20 gig of network performance. These are available both on demand and in reserved instance form. U.S. East Northern Virginia, U.S. East Ohio, U.S. West Oregon, U.S. West Northern California, EU Ireland, EU Frankfurt, Asia Pacific, Sydney, China, Beijing, and the U.S. GovCloud. So you can use them straight away. Speaking of other new ones that are coming, we have a new addition or actually new additions to the T2. T2s have been super popular because you can get some strong baseline performance and then burst across. And you can use credits, and I'm not going to go into the details at this time of night in Las Vegas, but you can read up on how the T2s work. What we're doing is adding two new larger instance sizes, the T2X large with 16 gig of memory and the T2X large with 32 gig of memory. So this gives you even more performance uh, than ever before and bigger memory sizes. So it can help you take advantage of different workloads that might not have quite fit into the T2 family. They probably fit now. Um, they're available on both on-demand and reserved instances in all AWS regions that already had the T2s in them as well. 
A few other things are in the works in EC2 land as well. We've got new i3 instances. So these will have very fast, low latency, non-volatile memory express or NVMe solid state drives. You'll get up to 3.3 million random IOPS at a 4K block size and up to 16 gig per second of disk throughput. These are for IO intensive relational and NoSQL databases, transactional workloads, analytical workloads. There'll be six different sizes up to 64 vCPUs, 488 gig of memory, and 15.2 terabytes of storage. My goodness me. Um, All data will be encrypted at rest on those SSDs, and it will also support the new Elastic Network Adapter. They'll be beasts to process. You could build some pretty decent Cassandra clusters with those. And on the compute-optimized instance size, we have the new C5 instances. These are going to be based on Intel's brand new Xeon Skylake processors, and these will run faster than any other EC2 instance. These are the successors to the Broadwell family and has some specific extensions, including AVX 512, which is really useful for machine learning, multimedia, financial applications, anything that needs really fast floating point calculations. You'll get six sizes of these, up to 72 vCPUs and 144 gig of memory. It'll also support... ENA, and it'll be EBS optimized by default. So those will be coming. You'll get more information uh, when they're almost available to be used. And the final thing, we've talked about big applications, intelligent applications. We've talked about hardware acceleration. We've talked about lots and lots of sophisticated stuff. But, you know, there's a lot of applications that are just simple, you know, and uh, we can just take advantage of a very simple model, which is called a virtual private server or VPS. Pre-assembled system, built for you, you don't have to do anything special, nothing too fancy, you don't want to pay too much, you just want to get up and running really quickly. Well, I'm happy to share with you that we now have something called Amazon Light Sale. Amazon Light Sale means that you just click a few clicks to get a configuration that you're choosing from a menu and you get a pre-configured virtual machine with SSD-based storage, DNS management and a static IP address. And you can launch all your favorite things. You can have Amazon Linux, uh, Ubuntu. You can build a LAMP stack, LEMP, Mean, Node.js. You can run an application like Drupal, Joomla, Redmine, GitLab, WordPress. Pretty much a, a big selection of what you'd want to use. And flat rate pricing plans, which include an allowance for data transfer. And it starts at just $5 per month. And that includes one terabyte of data transfer. So Amazon Lightsale. It's a great way to get going on those really simple, easy things where you just don't need really any sophistication, quite frankly. You just want to get up and running. It's been launched in the US East North Virginia region, and we plan to expand it to other regions in the very near future. So that's a nice one to have a look at as well. My goodness me, I tried to give you a summary, and I'm coming into minute 22 here as far as I can tell. My voice is gone. Clearly, my brain is gone. It's a miracle I can still talk, but I will come back again tomorrow and give you an update of what gets announced tomorrow at reInvent. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.